And we're live. Okay, so real quick question. Yes. In your opinion, how much lead time should you give somebody if you're inviting them to a wedding? Um, A real, like, formal, I would say minimum one month, but that seems too early myself, actually. Really? A month? What? That's, oh. like, fast. Yeah, that's fast. Um, I don't know, like, I haven't been invited to a lot of, like, normal weddings, I suppose. Normal weddings, six months? Uh, six months might be a little too far out, but at least like three to four, I would say. Six months is is in an acceptable range. That's true. Like that's why I'm saying like the shortest one though. I would think is one month feels convenient enough where I'm like, oh, but I'm expecting if I'm invited at one month, I can cancel because <laughs> like there's no way. Like one month is a minimum. If you invite me to something shorter than one month, no, that's a hangout. Yeah. Like a wedding, I got to dress. Unless I don't have to dress up, I can just show up. If it's like a Vegas wedding, sure. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I mean, just like come and hang out and by the end of the night, we might get married. (laughs) So again, a Vegas wedding. If that's a Vegas wedding, sure. I feel like Vegas weddings are all like big and like planned and there's like a bar crawl. No, the whole point of Vegas like getting married in Vegas is that you can do it in like in one night and there isn't like a whole bunch of prep work for it. Like people go to Vegas and just get married for no reason. I like, feel like we're sub podcasting right now. <laughs> not sub tweeting, but like this is a very odd thing. Well, it's just like- it's just on my mind because t- today not only did we get invited to a wedding on short notice, but I also discovered a, somebody got married and I'm finding out about it 9 months later. Yeah, that, so- that's a whole separate. Yes. <laughs> yes, those are two separate issues. <laughs> so there's just this seems to be a discrepancy here on when you and tell people about when you getting married if i can add to that sub podcasting tweeting thing (laughs) i actually almost invited myself to the wedding which is why we're now finding out about the wedding which is why we know a month in advance kind of thing because i accidentally was like oh you should come and i was like are you sure that's cool because i'm not invited to the wedding you should come and it was like all right hence the do i just have to show up and just be myself or do i need to dress up in any way uh, so, so you wedding crashed a wedding, sort of. And then somehow got us all crashed into it. <laughs> I am an unwilling, will, not, I'm not unwilling, but unintentional crasher, I guess is the right because word. Because it was just a, oh, he's getting married. That's cool. When is it? Oh, where is it? And it was like, you should come. And I was like, I wasn't invited. And it's like, you should yeah, come like anyway. A, we- a wedding is not that. Oh, you should come. is like, oh, we're going out for drinks. Did you want to come with us? Oh, hey, I'm getting married next week. You want to come? Like, you should come. That was the best part. This is also not a conversation with the groom nor the bride. (laughs) This is just someone going, you should come. It's like, I, I could be a plus one, I suppose. Like, that seems more normal to you. If someone was like, hey, I got a wedding in like two, three weeks. Can I make you my plus one? Yeah. Oh, that's that's perfectly normal. Yeah. People That's, people have plus ones fall through and like yeah. need need something to go a date or something that happens all the time. Yes, that but like straight up, you, like someone you know saying, "By the way, I'm getting married. Hey, do you want to come come to the wedding in two weeks?" Like uh, it is on short notice, but for some reason, I was like, at least he's giving me a month to know, <laughs> almost a month, and I was like, this is it, it. Conveniently happens to work out. I don't have any plans, so I was like. 
this seems cool except for me i'm like are you sure they want me there because again i wasn't invited (laughs) and i just asked you about it and now suddenly my friends and i are all invited to the wedding (laughs) wedding crashers make me a gamer style yes then the nine month thing congratulations i guess to congratulations from the future to the past or for our viewer who didn't tell us that he was getting married (laughs) i was supposed to officiate his wedding oh yeah you're a reverend aren't you i think so still you don't know you know if your license expired or not i haven't checked the paperwork in a long time (laughs) but yeah like i was supposed to like i was unofficially No, he officially, like, said, yeah, I want you to be the guy, because that was a problem for him, as he discovered, which was he went to the courthouse to get married, and apparently in our state, you need to have an officiant. Ah. And so he had to hire somebody. That guy was the most surprised officiant ever, because he was, he specializes, and he was like, oh, it's an elopement. How romantic. This wedding was just, (laughs) we need you to give us the, you need to be the witness, and then he's like, but you need vows and such and so forth. But it's like, we just need the paperwork at the courthouse. Please show up. And the guy's like, I'm a wedding photographer. I can take pictures. No, we just <laughs> need you to show up. Whatever the law requires. <laughs> Bare minimum. Yes. Hmm. Well, there you go. We got a, a wedding intro for this particular uh, podcast. And if you... It's weird. Yeah, this is a weird intro. Like... I know at least one of them will eventually hear this and everything, but we're not like... This was not intentionally a sub-podcast. Let's yeah. just put it that way. This was, uh, this is something that I was thinking you about right before thinking, yeah, we wanted to... What do you think that... It, so I said a month. That's a bit early. You were saying, so your official is three to four months? At least three to four. A I'd season, say a, a year is too much notice. Yeah. You can forget um, about it. Things can change. A lot yeah. happens. Yeah. I would say three to four months is enough to, one, give people plenty of time that they haven't already scheduled something and know whether they can make it. And, yeah. Like, what if it's a destination? Because that's what I was thinking. A destination I, de- wedding. Destination is probably even more advanced. That's like, why I was thinking the six months. Because I need to buy, especially if I have to buy plane tickets or things like that, I'd like to know in advance. Yeah. I think destination versus, like, a local is mm-hmm. a... Is a definite adds time to the my computer is not working right all right anyway um that so we had a nice wedding to start with and now we're going to get on with the main show uh so i don't think we needed that we should have just stopped and no no I'm, I'm intro in the intro here it comes it's a gamer we're here it's a gamer that's it there it goes Wait, that's not how we do it at all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the podcast that's procedurally... Ge- no! I was like, you got it, you got it, you're going for it, you're going for it! Oh, so close. <laughs> Gosh, this hiatus is really ruining my... It's no longer a hiatus anymore. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's a hiatus... Forget it. It's a procedurally generated podcast, it's roguelike for your ears, blah, 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 whatever, I'm T-Man. We're professionals here. <laughs> Um, so this is going to be an episode in the bag. Hey, hey, Harvey Z, in the place to be, motherfucker. <laughs> you just left me behind. I'm I gave here. you a chance and you just you just let me keep going. So like you snooze, you lose, buddy. All right. Yeah, I'm T-Man. I'm here with Harvey Z. Slim is at the door with his ear pressed to it, listening in. He can't uh, 
I guess we could actually get him in here if we wanted to, but we only have two microphones at the moment. I'm not sure how it would work out. Um, so yeah, so th- as I was saying before you rudely interrupted me to introduce yourself, <laughs> uh, this is an episode in the bag, which means I don't know when this is coming out, but this is one of those like general episodes that we we've done to have like as a backup. And so we don't have hiatuses anymore. Um, oh, I did not know this. I was prepared for all new news and stuff. Nope. No, we're just, we're going to do a, a little fun stuff, although I have no idea where it'll take us. Okay. Um, but I, uh, I, I can't decide if I wanted to do a Harvey Z snaps for this one because it would continuity wise. Let's not because yeah. it affects the world and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't want to to mess things up and talk about something that happens that wouldn't happen until later and like all sorts of timey wimey bullshit. Really? You're going to drop the timey wipe? Are you a Doctor Who fan now? Yeah, of course I'm a Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it since, uh, I think I started watching it during when series four was airing with Doc- David Tennant. Like, I started the like the first with Christopher Eccleston, the ninth, ninth Doctor, and watched all the way up through to the current episodes, which were the fourth series of David Tennant. Um, I think it, I think the the episode I caught up on was part one of the Silence in the Library two parter. Okay. So that was a great one to like. I caught up and I ended on a cliffhanger, so I had to wait like a couple of days for the next episode, which was annoying. But yeah, I, I've liked Doctor Who for a while. I haven't watched the latest season with the Lady Doctor. Um, I've been meaning to get around to it because I don't have cable, so I have to like watch it through dvds or like when it's on amazon prime or something like that and i haven't just got around to binging the whole season i've never gotten into i don't know doctor who actually so i just know it from like pop culture references mm-hmm. that's the tybee wimey and stuff but i have actually never seen i think a full episode of doctor who i think you would like it it's british british gets weird I, what what like british shows get like I can't always predict the humor for British shows if I'll like them or not. Uh-huh. British humor is different from American humor. We we could agree on that point, correct? Yeah, but like, like I, Doctor Who is like a science fiction type show. It's not So I remember like It's not a old, comedy. It's not? I I mean there are funny parts, but it's not like based around comedy you know like okay. it's it's not like like there are shows you would watch that would be but like i could understand like i don't wouldn't get british humor quote unquote mm-hmm. but like at the same time monty python is british true and that you most like monty python is one of the most popular but like you know, i don't like 100 percent of monty python that's why it's like i like their popular bits some of their stuff gets a little weird for me doctor who so what i remember of doctor who is like the old timey ones Mm-hmm. And I was remember being a kid and being like, this looks so fake. This looks so like underproduced. Now, I know the new ones seem a lot slicker and better, but there is still this sort of like, in my mind, unrealistic feel to it or not unrealistic, but like the graphics seem off. But I think it's intentional. Like it, it's trying to like pay tribute to that. Or? I, I mean, I think what you're thinking of is it's just a regular TV show that has a TV show budget. So it doesn't have, like, Marvel CGI and that sort of thing. So there are some random CGIs that don't look great in Mm -hmm. some episodes, but, like, in general, it's fine. I don't think it's trying to, like, evoke something specifically. 
like it has to me so i don't like star trek already we're gonna get the hate for this but like it feels like less budgeted than even star trek was not the original star trek, but like the modern like i guess like uh, are you considering like the are you talking about like the original like 60s and 70s ones or are you talking about the recent ones because i would disagree hard on the recent ones look better than like deep space oh, yeah. nine or whatever the star treks are oh yeah okay i don't know again because all i've seen of uh doctor who now at this point are memes like whatever's on pop culture and online like little gifs and stuff or gifs so you're yeah that's which is why i'm like because again i'm like oh I'll, i I really wanted to like it and get into it actually and then i was like i just eh, and i got distracted it's like one of those things where i was like i don't hate this in any way actually i have no negative feelings towards doctor who but i always inevitably get distracted and like find something else to do rather than watch doctor who and i don't know also where to start because again i'm like as a completist i would want to start at one but like it's so far back and the, those are the ones that i'm like it's rough the 60s ones the, yeah. in terms of graphics like the like, dialects and stuff or it's an interesting situation to be in because for me there was only a couple seasons worth of catching up to do when i decided to get into it <laughs> like at that point there were only three new seasons and at 13 episodes each that's just like that's not as much content but now we're on the 13th doctor which is and we started the the very first new season of the reboot was in 2005 and that was the ninth doctor so we're on doctor number five since the reboot wow yeah and each doctor like the ninth doctor only had one season but the 10th doctor had four seasons the 11th doctor well three seasons and then like a weird miniseries season that wasn't quite a full thing but he'd had like a couple scattered here and there then the 11th doctor had four seasons then i think the 12th doctor had three seasons and now 13th doctor is on her first season and going to have a second season so like there's a lot more content to even if you were to start from the reboot which is what a lot of new fans did starting from the reboot still puts you back like 10 seasons worth of television that was like my goal was to start when oh this show is coming out or not is coming out but is getting popular i think it was probably around like the 11th doctor or whoever had a fez fez was 11th doctor yeah. so i was like at that time i want to get into this show and i'll start at nine which is also weird it's like oh i seem to like this character but i'm gonna watch two seasons of not this character before <laughs> i get to the part that i like so every time here here's the thing Every time a new doctor like starts, it's always a good place to jump in because mm -hmm. like the new doctor is a new personality. They do a lot of the introduction. Usually they have a new companion. Uh, so all that kind of stuff is introduced with this new doctor. Um, there are I, I would say for me, there are three points you can choose to start from for me personally you either start from the very beginning with the ninth doctor and just just buckle down and do yeah. the whole thing uh you can skip the first four seasons and start with the 11th doctor because ninth and 10th doctors were the same showrunner so like his his 
influence, influence on the show yeah. was those four seasons. So then you can start with the 11th Doctor, which is brand new spanking Doctor, brand new spanking showrunner, have that set up. And then the 11th and 12th Doctors are all him. So you can start from there and work your way forward, which cuts out four seasons, but still decent yeah. amount of stuff. Or you can start with the the latest, uh, the 13th Doctor, um, which is also brand new Doctor, brand new showrunner. Um, I say those are the three, and that's only one season. So it's the easiest to just start with. Don't you need like backstory and stuff? Or is um, there crossover events? I like, thought there, would there be- There's sometimes there are crossover events, but usually those are specials like and not part of like a regular season arc. Mm-hmm. The new showrunner, like the previous showrunner, uh, Stephen Moffat, mm-hmm. uh, he became the showrunner because he did a lot of very popular like standalone episodes. He like wrote and directed some fan favorites and he ended up being a showrunner and his style of showrunning was heavy like mytho- mythological arcs and like having like very serialized sort of stories where like something that happens in episode two comes back in episode 12 of course and so he played a lot with that sort of setup and and everything and i believe again i haven't watched it yet so i don't actually know but i believe the new showrunner wanted to kind of focus more on like the stories of the week and go a little less about like the grand mystery across the entire season and just kind of have like contained episodes so again that might be another way that'll be easier to start with and usually when showrunners and new doctors come along they try to make them good jumping off points so like you don't have to worry about all the the backstory and everything and if they if they introduce a monster or alien or whatever that has been around uh for a while like they'll still tell you what they are. Like okay. it'll be great for fans, but they'll also be like, "These are the. This is what the Cybermen are. This is a Dalek, and that's why they do this and uh, that sort of thing." But yeah, I I I would probably say the Eleventh Doctor was my favorite. His introductory episode is one of my favorite episodes of television of all time. Oh, oh uh, okay. Like he the that first hour, like it's called the Eleventh Hour. I think I think it actually ended up being my number one episode on my my writing blog. I put made a list of my 150 favorite TV episodes of all time <laughs> because I am a list whore, and I think the Eleventh Hour was my number one. Number one was Eleventh Hour, and number two was Serenity, which was the is the pilot episode from Firefly. I was thinking about like is the train robbery one? No, no, Sir, that's the train job. That's a completely different episode. So that's the episode that got me into the show. What's the first episode? The this? first episode is Serenity. It's the hour and a half pilot that was not actually aired on Fox. Have I seen this? If I've seen the DVDs, I should have seen that. Yeah, episode. it's the first episode. What happens? Um, They go to Persephone. They try to sell something to Badger. Badger doesn't take it. Book and Simon get on board along with someone else. Uh-huh. They find River in a crate. Uh, the the there's a cop. The cop shoots Kaylee. Simon saves her. Then they go to a, a border planet to try and sell what they were trying to get off to Badger, and they get ambushed. But then they kill people, and then there's the Reapers and or Reavers, I guess. Anyway, 
Okay, it's sort of the setting. Like, I I remember all of that happening. I just remember for that show being like, oh, this is good. But the holy shit moment for me was the second, I guess, episode is the train robbery. The second episode is the train job, yes. Yeah, and then from that, I was like, I need to see the rest of this show. What What about that was the holy shit moment? The holy shit moment for me was, I could even, the specific scene was... So it's right towards the end of the episode where they're trying to interrogate the bad guys in some way. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first guy won't talk. Oh, and he, so he kicks him into the engine? He kicks him into the engine, and then the second guy starts talking. Yeah. To me, like, that's when I was like, this show seems different at the time. Because I was like, these guys aren't just your generic good guy hero kind of things. It was a, mm-hmm. they were, they had ambiguous morals. Like, he just killed a guy. Holy shit. <laughs> and, like... At the same time, it was done in a funny way that you didn't go like, oh, he's an asshole for killing this guy. It was a funny, like, ah, this is an... That's when I was like, this show seems smart to me. And I was like, I want to see more of it. Like, the first episode was great narration and stuff, but I wasn't like, oh, I need to become, like, a brown coat and watch everything. And But after that one sequence, I was like, I have to finish this season, and I must watch the rest of it interesting and it's that's even specific point in the episode it's literally he kicks a guy into the thing because i don't think i was expecting it either so it was a holy shit did he just do that and then the guy starts talking and i was like it's funny ha 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 i'm just laughing at somebody being brutally killed and in a way it's funny and i don't feel guilt over this laughter well done well done interesting okay what will they do next was basically that of like these guys will it's not just your standard, oh, we're all good guys All here. heroes yeah. sort of thing. I, I can understand that. That seems to be a good... I That's not why... Like, all my analyses of, like, why my favorite episodes are my favorite episodes where had all sorts of complicated stuff to do with it. Because, like, Serenity is such a good introduction episode because it tells you who all the characters are without it just feeling like an introduction like each character gets their own moments Mm -hmm. like you get to see wash be a good pilot you get to see you know simon do the the, save someone as as a doctor like pretty much river is the only one who doesn't really get something but that's understandable because Mm -hmm. she's you know the mysterious right exactly yeah like you have Jane who has it sets him up as like a renegade who might not stick with the the squad but then when given the opportunity to betray him he doesn't you know so it's it's that sort of it just it gives you everything you need to know about the characters mm-hmm. and does it in a way where you're not like feel it doesn't feel like they're just checking off boxes as well or we don't have a narrative like telling you of like Oh, this is my backstory. Da 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 right, da. Right. I'm the tough guy. That exactly. Everybody... Yeah. Like there, there is all sorts of. A lot of shows do the tell, not show. To mm-hmm. especially in intro introductions, like the, she's the tough one. Don't mess with her. But like, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. So, despite the fact that I did not intend to talk about Doctor Who and Firefly for twenty minutes, um. I did have something that I wanted to, I was going to jump off with, but we jumped off already. 
like a, <laughs> it was just a trip. Now we're into the big jump. Yeah, uh, yeah. So th- that was like the the setup. Like you know, when you do like the triple jump, like this uh, was the uh, first yeah. one, and now we're going going second, and then we're gonna get the the full jump here. Um, so earlier today on Twitter, you had the nerve to call me a Gryffindor. See, I wasn't sure if you would like. I feel like that's a compliment, sir. I, I feel like I know what you think you are, because I am that. (laughs) Oh wait, no, actually, now I'm like, what do you think you are? I I don't think anything. I know what I am, but I am interested because why would you think I'm a Gryffindor? And should we set up of like the gaming thing that led to this, or are we going to talk about Harry Potter now for a while? No, we're talking about Harry Potter. So like the funny thing was, so like I. So, like, you brought this up, and so I was trying to think. I wanted to, like, come up with multiple things to go through. Like, oh, what do we think we are in Harry Potter? What yeah. do we think we are in this? And all I could come up with was Harry Potter and D&D. Like, so that was actually in my head. My two things I was going to tell you to, like, how to pick who you are was either give you a D&D alignment or give you a Harry Potter, like, uh, house. And I, like, I... It was racking my brain trying to figure out what other sorting method you could do. And I, like, Star those are Wars, the two just, big are ones. Are you a rebel or a, no, everybody's going to yeah. be a rebel usually. Um, which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? I, maybe. I guess you, that could be a, that could be a thing. I, that, that's weird. That's weird though, because like there's, there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that I like the most, but yeah. then the one that I think I might be the most. That's yeah. what I have with issues with like superhero comics as well, where I'm like, this is the hero I identify with, but this is who I want to be. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, back to back to Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. So you th- you would consider me Gryffindor. T Man is a Gryffindor. I I have I have taken sorting hat quizzes. I've done the Pottermore thing multiple times. I've never ended up Gryffindor. Really? Really? Oh. Again, like it's 50-50 between the other two that I know that he is. And I'm trying to figure out right now without him telling me which one of the two. I mean, okay, so you can go ahead and tell me which one you think I'm not for sure because I'm pretty... Slytherin. Yeah, 100% there's no way I'm a Slytherin. I know a lot of people are kind of proud of being a Slytherin. And like I know Slytherin isn't like inherently evil or like always villain or anything. But Slytherin is pretty much the... There is zero crossover between me and Slytherin traits. Question as well. Do all the Slytherin people you know, are they super proud of being Slytherin? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> who's Slytherin, no, I'm nothing else. I'm totally a Slytherin and totally proud. Nobody is like, oh, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm kind of a Slytherin, but don't. No, they're fully <laughs> proud of it. But yes, you're not a Slytherin. So I think you think. That you're a Hufflepuff, which I disagree vehemently that you're not a Hufflepuff. You, that's very interesting because every time I've taken a test, I've gotten a Hufflepuff. Yes. So, but you think that I'm like changing my answers or like I have an inherent bias? Well, the test just doesn't know you. (laughs) So why don't you think I'm a Hufflepuff? Because I'm like 90% confident in my own Hufflepuffiness. Yeah. I feel like... So that's why, again, I was like, if you said you're a Ravenclaw, I'd be like, yeah, I totally buy that. You do come across as Ravenclaw in personality. Mm-hmm. So Ravenclaw is the stereotype being very smart people, kind of bookish. Um, I don't know what other traits there are. They're smart <laughs> people who like books. I Ravenclaw always was like, 
studious and like you know nose to the grindstone sort of get th- work yeah. and then you know intelligence and hard work pays off and so like hufflepuffs are like cupcakes okay like cupcakes as in not like physical object cupcakes but you know the meme culture like cupcakes or anime culture c- cupcakes the soft squishy characters that are lovable mm-hmm. so that's the s- sort of trope that i associate with hufflepuffs gryffindors i feel like are more leader leader-like they're brave they're heroic they're more paladin type characters if we're going to cross over into the D world you don't have to have them all be paladins and such but like because yes there are not there could be bad gryffindors as well as there are good slytherins but right. like gryffindor i feel like they make things happen they seem adventurous they have leadership qualities and they are heroic slash brave in some or maybe to an extreme they could be foolhardy which i don't think you are uh-huh. but those are traits that i do associate with you okay so i see where you're coming from with that and i this oddly enough brings up an older conversation that we had like uh, many years ago and i think it's because of how like our interactions yeah like my interactions with you and like our friend groups interactions like i have a very low tolerance for I, I don't Hufflepuff know. shit. No, not no, <laughs> not Hufflepuff shit. I have a very low tolerance for Inaction? distraction. Oh. So like we have a friend group where if we're trying to decide where to eat, we will start off the conversation trying to figure out where we're going to eat. But someone will mention Mexican and somebody will then talk about a sombrero that they wore. And that will lead to talking about the Day of the Dead. And that will lead to talking about a uh, Coco. And then that'll be lead about to arguing over which Pixar movie is our favorite. And 30 minutes later, we're nowhere closer to actually choosing where to eat. Yes, this is very true. So I have a very low tolerance for I want to fucking eat. So I will not like, I will cut these conversations short and be like, all right, we're deciding what we're doing. And so I get that in that sort of that interaction and that particular group, the Gryffindor ness of Mm -hmm. like taking, being the leader and kind of taking charge and having the no bullshit, like, okay, let's get, come on guys. All right, kids, get together. Let's go. We can't just talk about Doctor Who for a while. Yeah, yeah. The show must go on. (laughs) So I do get that. But I think in general, my overall personality much more fits in Hufflepuff because Hufflepuffs are kind of like the like you, you have them as like you said cupcake and squishy, but it's not like. Well, so the other trope that I like of the Hufflepuffs is they're cupcakes and squishy, and but they're loyal inherently. Right. And Loyalty if... and kind of friendly and mm-hmm. positive and, and that sort of thing. But if their friends are in danger or such, then they can become like badgers. Right. Basically. They're, they're, Which they're... I do like that little like they're soft and squishy until they're deadly. Yeah. And I think that fits me a lot more than like. I Gryffindor comes out in is very situational for me. Like the 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 tendencies I have to be Gryffindor, I am way more likely to just go with the flow, except in very specific situations. 
would it be that if there's a Gryffindor in the room, you are no longer the Gryffindor, but if there's not a bunch of, like, if they're, if you're surrounded by indecision and such, you are forced to become the Gryffindor? I, that sounds reasonable to me. Like, I, I am fairly certain, like, if I'm in a room full of other Hufflepuffs, I will take the Gryffindor mantle and just, like, take charge. I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. And I know you're a Hufflepuff. Like, yeah. You're, you're, there is no other option for you. I'm, I'm a cupcake. It's, <laughs> it's, you gotta love me. It's RBZ. Gotta love me. Wait. I'm the baby. Oh, yeah. That's, that's gotta what Gotta love I, me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, 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 did, I was like, that is from it, that, it right? It tickles. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Dinosaurs. Uh, that was a good show. With one of the darkest endings Yeah, ever. that's what I was thinking of, too. <laughs> For like just like a funny comedy show, that ending was something else. And I still remember the Halloween episode. I don't remember that one. So I think it's um, the the teenage son thinks he's turning into like it's a werewolf type plot, mm-hmm. but he's turning into like a human or like a <laughs> Neanderthal, and so it's like light night of the he's growing like hair on his hands and stuff. <laughs> and then he turns into like a man, and they're all like horrified of him and such. For some reason, just remember that from like TGIF as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that sticks and that has a similar um, sticking in my mind when you mentioned TJF was the uh, the Boy Meets World episode. Oh, scream, where, yeah. It was that. And then there was Sean is the name of the episode, also uh, on my top fifty one fifty episodes list. I didn't read your top one fifty. Uh, you're That's you're a jerk. Top ten, I might have, but it's I been mean, a while. I all I I listed one fifty. I didn't like talk about each one individually even like, less likely than to look at lists of episodes as long as you talked about it sure i'll read that to hear your thoughts i mean i did like a list and then i like talked about certain aspects of the list like i had i didn't want to talk about all 150 because i get distracted too easily and it take i can't i don't have the the gumption to do a, like a five paragraph write-up of every episode 150 times like I, I barely made it through forty games of my top one hundred games list, and then failed that one too. Like I like making the lists, Again, but then ten is plenty. <laughs> ten is a great number. Twenty, twenty is great. But you leave out so many good things if you go to just at twenty. Nobody wants a list of like forty-two. Well, forty-two is a great number, but like. 45 top things or like 40 as you said you were trying to go for 100 but i mean uh, every year there's a hundred the best 100 movies of all time or like but i guess those I don't are more read those either well, i guess those are more aggregates you know of like multiple people like one single person listing their top 100 things might have less of an appeal but like there's just so many good things like i I I always start out like okay I'm only gonna do twenty and then it turns into forty and like I can't leave this one out so now we're at fifty and then you know it just it keeps compiling there's just I've played so many games like I had to cut so many things from my top one hundred games list like I listed all the the one fifty episodes I I think left another hundred on the floor from my overall list <laughs> like it was I have. I have list problems. Let's just leave it at that. Like I can, if there is one weakness I have is that I love ranking things. And so if you're like, all right, rank your favorite top 50 favorite books. I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend four hours making a list. I'm going to 
write down all my favorite books first and then I'm going to divide them into the essentials and then like the mediums and then we'll see how many I make if that covers 50 then we'll go from there if I've got to add some more in there like I have systems okay it this is and and once I make the list it becomes the master list you know like like if someone like later on is like what's your top five strategy games I don't just Make a new make list. it make the new top five. I I reference my old list and make sure they they match each other. And if something's changed, I have to be like, okay, well now my my overall list has changed. I've got to make a note of that. This new game came out. It's now number four. Everything else gets moved down one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got to happen. I've, uh, yeah, okay. It my major rule though, especially for the TV episodes one, because that one was. That one was difficult because I would like remember an episode, but not remember the title. Uh huh. And then I had would be going, having to go through and be like, all right, was it in season three? Was it in season four? And so eventually, I started dividing that. Like, if I have, to, if I can't remember exactly like when and where this episode happened, and like if it takes more than like a couple seconds for me to figure out if this was an episode for me then it didn't count. I I would I had to I had to draw a line somewhere. And you didn't do like, well, what's the best episode of a series and pick only one from Oh that. God no. There's so many good episodes of like my favorite series have a bunch of good episodes, but that's why they're my favorite series. What's your favorite oh, Titus? Well Titus is up there, yeah. I favorite T V series I have a hard time putting a number one on it. Like it's like an amorphous top five because yeah. it depends on the mood. Like Titus is number one comedy, and whenever I'm feeling down or anything, I would obviously like that's a, a if I need a laugh show. And then, but then Justified and Person of Interest are both very good drama heavy like action type shows. And I don't just feel like popping in an episode of Justified every now and then. Like, that's like serious watching. And it's also very serialized. That Both of those shows are very serialized, which means it's hard to just enjoy a single episode out here and there. But shows like Scrubs and Titus, I can just put in my favorite episode and most of the time just watch it and laugh and then be good. So Scrubs is up there, probably top five. It's like under other circumstances, my top five, I would say my top five would be Justified, Person of Interest, Titus, Scrubs, and Survivor. Oh, I didn't even count that as a TV But like, I, yeah. I don't really count that as a Do TV show. Do you ever show. pop in an episode of Yeah, Survivor? and I don't like rewatch it, but like <laughs> for a good five to ten years of my life, that was like yeah. the a big show that I watched. So it's hard for me to say it's not a favorite because I still have a lot of fond memories, but I also don't just rewatch seasons of survivor. Like, it's real hard to do that. Um, and then like lost is another one where like, I liked the overall show and experience, but I can't recommend somebody to go back and watch it because you were either there and watched it or you didn't. It's not a good binge show. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Firefly's not on this list. Fire- That's what I was expecting would have been the fifth. I like, I Lots. love Firefly, but like it's too like it, the fact that there's only one season holds mm-hmm. it back it's incomplete it's, it it feel like even though serenity kind of completes it like it doesn't 
feel like I would much more likely put Buffy the Vampire Slayer up there if I was going to pick a Whedon show because Buffy is really good as well. You're a TV person. Have you seen Coupling? No, I have Stephen not. I, I have heard of it. I have not watched it. No. I recommend it. It's pretty good if you like a dirtier or more adult version of um, How I Met Your Mother. Uh. Oh, How I Met Your Mother is probably... You know what? I think replacing Survivor would be How I Met Your Mother. Like <laughs> I, I, How I Met Your Mother, it, I just forget about it because the ninth season was so terrible and it ended on such an awful... I was okay with that. Anyway. No, no, that it's, is not an opinion you're allowed to have. I'm sorry. It's fine. No, it was not fine. It was awful. Ugh. 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 No, I'm not. I'm not a guy. I'm not going to go down this road. There'd be too much. I I can just shit on how I met your mother for a while. Uh, let's talk a D and D alignments because this that's is... where again. So again, the reason I chose the Gryffindor answer was because you were asking for a video game. In video games, what are you? You're a Gryffindor. What? Really? In So in like an RPG or in a like free choice kind of game where you can kind of do stuff, do you tend to do the evil things or do you tend to do the morally good things? I mean, but that doesn't necessarily just make me a Gryffindor. Fair enough. But I so that's where, again, in D&D world, Gryffindors to me are lawful good. I know they don't have to be. I mean, you mm-hmm. had the twins and stuff and they were chaotic more so and yeah but like i associate gryffindors more with the good side of the spectrum which you definitely fall into mm-hmm. the hufflepuff and ravenclaw ravenclaw feels more neutral to me i don't know i would feel like ravenclaw because they're the book smart ones i feel like they would be more likely the ones to rules lawyer and be more about following the rules like i feel like gryffindor leads more towards chaotic good and Ravenclaw would be more on the lawful spectrum because I think because Gryffindor has a lot like especially the way that Harry and Ron and Hermione, they the rules. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they don't follow rules, especially like even Hermione, who was like probably the most lawful of the three, still uses a time turner and still like breaks, like finds ways to around things, you know. So I, I feel like Gryffindor is more chaotic than lawful. Then and I feel like a Ravenclaw gamer would be one who min maxes. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds optimizes right. Optimizes or yeah. something. And Ravenclaw figure- would definitely be the the min max. They would be much less likely to pick a straight fighter mm-hmm. character. They would much more likely do something that involves strategy, like a, like a mage or something that involved like more tactical approaches to solutions. And then I feel the Hufflepuff would just pick the character that they liked, that looked cool, or had some sort of a not strategic or any game value, Mm -hmm. but just, oh, this guy looks kind of interesting. I want to play as that. I would say that. I would also say in like team scenarios, they're probably either the flex or the support. Like they'll probably be like, I'll just play whatever needs to be played Mm -hmm. and or be the healer and like take care of their team. Uh, yeah, and then Slytherin rogues. Yeah, Slytherins are definitely the thieves and the rogues, and like the the snarky ones, mm-hmm. or like they're the renegades. If you're doing a Mass Effect playthrough, they don't they don't do Paragon; they do Renegade. And so again, like you were asking in the context of a game, which house? And again, I don't want spoilers, so you don't need to tell me what the houses are like. 
Well, that's just it. I don't even know what the houses are like. Like I've been, I have very little information on this then game. Just pick on your favorite color. <laughs> I, I don't want to pick based on color. Color I, or like character that seems cute and hot. I mean, there's one female and two males, so I'm picking the female house. <laughs> Done. Woo! Like, like, okay, sure, but I hope it's the color I like. Blue? <laughs> no. Damn it! Not yellow. Not yellow. I'll take it. <laughs> So, but like, so you can choose whether you're going to be a male or a female character to be as, and so you don't, anyway. I, I, I always pick female. So, wait, you you pick to play as female yourself? If I get a choice, I always pick female. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of the time I do too. Uh, occasionally, I it depends on my mood or like what the scenario of the game is. Like for some reason, I played all Mass Effect games as a male. But most other games I usually play as female. Then there are like Dark Souls or whatever. Those games, your gender doesn't really matter. So it doesn't like I'll play as one or the other. It, it doesn't like affect things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so like I don't know. Like all I know is that the the female house is magic focused. One, the blue house is lance focused. And the yellow house is archery focused. And that's that's yeah. basically it. I don't know really know their personalities that well. I don't know from a strategy standpoint. I'm like I would have preferred probably archery over the magic using, but like only because I feel like magic using is the hardest to gotta go through this all. Mm-hmm. Archery seems easier, and as a not hardcore gamer, archery seems the way to go. The lancer seems like your second playthrough, or once you know the how to play the game. Again, this is purely on knowing nothing but what you've just said is my stereotype. Yeah, you haven't played any Fire Emblems, have you? I have. I played one Fire Emblem on the Wii, the actual like Fire Emblem game. Ah, Radiant Dawn? It, I felt like it was really short, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, maybe. Okay. It was oh, like, was it did, was it the one that Ike shows up about halfway through? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah like, that's I know Radiant Dawn. Yeah, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it, but my only complaint with the series was... One, there was almost, the narrative thing was really weird about it, because it was just battle, 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 and then it just kind of ended. But I enjoyed the battles. Yeah, this one is, there's a lot more narrative stuff you do in the middle between battles. Like, you get, you're, so the basic premise of of Fire Emblem, which I didn't really want to get into specific things, but, you know, it hasn't come out yet when we're recording this. Oh no, I've given you a time frame. (laughs) You are a a mercenary who becomes a professor for like this school and you choose which of the three houses you're going to be teaching essentially. And so you, during like the week before battles, you will like teach students this and like level up their skills and decide what they're going to focus on. And that allows you to unlock abilities that you can use in combat and like what their proficiencies are going to be and who they're best buds with. And so that there's like that sort of management of like you being a professor and teaching them and then then the actual battles where you the characters go out and use the abilities that you've taught them so there's a little bit more to it than just mission cutscene mission cutscene mission cutscene mission cutscene that's very appealing actually that i didn't realize you're the professor of the house i thought oh you're a student in the house and so no no you're you're teaching like you choose which house you're going to and so there's three different playthroughs with each house like it very the story varies based on who you choose 
part of me now wants to become Lancer. <laughs> if I'm teaching, uh, I would rather pick the blue house then. Just because you like the blue? Sort of. It got weird in my head, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, I need to be in charge of... If I'm in charge, I'm picking my colors. We're going blue. Okay. Fair. I think if I was a student, I'd be a female student in this house. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a the professor... I'm in charge. I might even... Yeah, I don't get to pick my gender then, right? No, you you get to pick your gender. I might be a dude then. Cause, might cause be a dude Because you're like the commander? Because I kind of want to associate then more with me, yeah. Because okay. I want to be the teacher. Okay. I can see that, yeah. That is a weird thing that I would change my gender. Because, like, so mine, it's Diablo that I would always be female. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you're out there, and you're not wrong, but you're not exactly right either. In this, so so on Diablo, when you start out, you start out with no armor and nothing and the basic stuff, and so you're wearing like furs. Uh-huh. And so yes, the female is wearing just like fur bikinis. But like, that's and that's not why the, you no, that is not the reason. <laughs> Are you sure this is a safe place? You can yes, admit this it. Is, like, if I could go on a tangent and be Hufflepuff, this happened to me at work today, where I was just like annoyed by this interaction. Wait, really? Where, so I was like, so I get lost in my head at times and I'll like stare off into space. Okay. Yes. That happens. While walking around and stuff. This happens. Oh yeah. It happens to me too. We're Hufflepuff bros. Okay, good. This is a safe space. No judgment here. What's going (laughs) to happen? But so I find myself staring off lost in my thoughts, walking down a hallway and like, I happen to be looking, I don't look straight always because I know the hallways, I know where I'm going and stuff, but I happen to be like looking off to like the right or like off to the side and I'm like walking past um, like some corridor, but like, so somebody else walks up to me and like goes, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Or I see what you're, no, he goes, I see what, it was a guy. He comes up to me, he goes, I see what you're looking at. And I was like, huh? What? And then I look like down that hallway, walking away from me is an attractive woman, but all I can see is her posterior as she's walking away. <laughs> I hadn't noticed it in the first place, but then you like, were zoned out. I was but zoned it looked out. Like you were looking. Okay. And so he thought I was just staring at this like woman's ass as she like walks away as I'm walking down. But I was just daydreaming. Goddamn. <laughs> but then, so he comes up and he's like, I see what you're looking at. And I'm like, uh, and then he starts looking and goes, nice. And then I was upset because I'm like, you're being the perv now. <laughs> and like, I thought you were all Don't like. Don't put this on me. Yeah. Like at first I was like, oh no, no, I feel all defensive and I wasn't. And then you do the behavior and you, ah, it got weird and conflicted. Yeah. But yeah. So what does that have to do with being a Hufflepuff? No, it has to do with like picking the female character in Diablo where, yes, I know they wear bikinis in the beginning and such basically, but no, that's not the only reason I picked them. Okay. I like strong female characters. Yeah, sure. I sure like to see them kick ass and stuff. It's sure you, nice. Sure you do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. I believe you. They get scantily clad metal armor later. <laughs> no. Uh, no. The <coughs> female armor is terrible. Just in general. We can both agree that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's highly like one, one of the main reasons I like the Dark Souls game. Not one of the main reasons, I guess you say. But a bonus reason I like the Dark Souls games is because all armor is just armor. Like, it, there is no genderness to the armor you get. Um, so you can just wear whatever. Um, anyway, we still haven't actually talked about D&D alignments because we got off on the tangent. Of, They're too easy for D&D alignments. I mean... There's only one. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one for you. It's not like... 
Like, yeah. you may think you want to be chaotic good. Yeah, but, like, I feel like in games, I tend to go more towards chaotic good, for sure. Okay. Um, and I will dip into, like, neutral territory. And, and, like, I will choose renegade options, like, every now and then when the mm-hmm. guy deserves it. So that's why I think I I lean more towards chaotic good. Okay. Um, but, I, yeah, I know in real life there is no option for me. Like, if you played, like, a Divinity-type game or something where you have to, like, your choices matter, and you knew your choices matter. Yeah. You're going to pick the good options. Although, in those types of games, I tend to do that as well. I tend to be a good guy, unless I get annoyed. (laughs) Then I might just say, fuck it, let him die. Otherwise, you always save the characters, you always do the right things, so forth and so forth. I'm trying to think of times where I've just, like, said fuck it and not cared, but I can't remember any off the top of my head grand theft auto i mean grand theft auto is a completely different beast like i don't think anyone plays grand theft auto and doesn't unlock their inner chaotic evil like no one can play gta by the book like apparently yeah there was like a thing online or some like little like you know how they have like not memes but they're like little stories that people post and stuff somebody had posted a story of oh they let their like seven-year-old played gta and then they went away for an hour and they came back and they saw that the person was basically like had stolen an ambulance and was dropping off like the passengers at the right places or like a fire truck and putting out fires and like following the rules and stuff and i was like bullshit (laughs) you can't do that in gta it's just impossible but it was a nice read (laughs) yeah no i agree um i feel like gta is just but you're not a douche in GTA. You're not just like walking around popping people in the head. I, oh, yeah. You are? Oh, yeah. Okay. G- GTA is is the, is the safe space where you can just run over all those pedestrians that you can't run over in real life. Like I'm, I'm learning things here. Oh, G- I've put so much time into GTA just fucking up civilians really oh yeah like it's so much fun that's part of the part of the fun of gta especially san andreas which i probably that's have, the only one, the one yeah. yeah that's the one i put the most hours into like it is so much fun to just you know cause as much havoc as you can and then get all the cops following you and blowing people up with tanks and you know see, i'll cause mayhem but i won't like it's because i'm trying to i'm accidentally a dick but I'm not. Oh, intention- I, I, I'm intentionally causing like, mayhem. I'll steal a car and like I'll drive it away or something, or I'll steal a plane or something like that in the game. But I'm like, I don't usually just like antagonize people as I'm walking down the street in the game. If or I, so. I mean, if I'm trying to t- trying to move forward in the story, nope. I will I will do the normal story stuff. Free play but, mode. But if I'm just fucking around in GTA, I will toss a grenade into a crowded room. I will blow those fuckers up. <laughs> like for me it's just like i'll accidentally run over someone while stealing the car and now cops are after me and then yes while running away i'll like run into people and stuff in order to get away but i'm not gonna like usually intentionally start something i might accidentally fire my gun and then it might shoot somebody that i did not plan on it shooting or something like stuff like that happens to me oh no no i i i've i've done the very stereotypical pick up a hooker uh-huh. drive her into an alleyway and then when she gets out run her over and get your money back like you know gta is my chaotic evil like outlet okay. because that is a place where you can just 
you're free to be as shitty as you want to be and see it's my like chaos so i enjoy in my free time listening to like the radio and so i like to steal vehicles and just drive around like different parts or like get to a mountain and like drive off of it i like doing stunts oh yeah stunts are fun too But like that's it's accidentally hitting somebody or such it's not a intentional it's a oh i want to steal this plane so i can get to like a really high place and then jump off of it and then the plane might crash and now i have all these stars or stuff but it's not really like again throwing a grenade into a bunch of people yep i do it i'll do it like once so that i know how the grenade works and then it's like (laughs) okay or i accidentally push the button now that's totally it'll happen where I'm walking with a grenade or a Molotov or something and I throw it because I pushed the wrong button. Yeah. And now I have to live with those consequences. The only time I'm a dick is if I have a sword <laughs> in GTA. If I have a sword, then it's just cool. Okay. But I feel like they have a fighting chance because some of them pull out guns. That is true. But no, I, I am definitely intentionally dickish okay. in GTA. I'm trying to think if there's any other games. Just Cause... No, no, I'm all about the the environmental terrorism in Just Cause. Like, in, in Just Cause, you can go around and basically blow up stuff. Mm-hmm. You're usually invading some sort of, like, uh, fascist country or whatever. And so you blow up, like, supply centers and, like, big gas tanks and things like that. And so you don't, you're not ever really attacking civilians in that. Mm-hmm. You're just, you know, blowing up the man. They terrorism. deserve it. They, they, yeah. And so that's my that's my inner eco terrorist, I guess, is just cause, and my inner mass murderer is GTA. Uh, Saints Row is probably closer to to GTA, but <laughs> Saints Row got weird. I didn't really play it when it was most GTA like. The most I've put in time I've put into was Saints Row Four, which was like the virtual reality you're a superhero saints row so it wasn't exactly like realistic in any way and but it still had the same thing where you know you can kill civilians accidentally and whatnot but it's in a vr world so it's even like more removed do you play a heat signature um stealing spaceships i i think i played it for a little bit i that's that's the one where like Every time you die, you get a new character, right? It's kind of yeah, like a roguelike sort of <laughs> thing. Uh, and like you start... Because I remember I was playing and I stopped because I accidentally misshot, the sp- like overshot the, the space station and didn't have enough fuel to turn around and get back. So my character froze to death. Oh, you didn't try to make a last ditch effort or something? Like hurl yourself through a window? through Like try to like... Fly- like, I've had very, where I'm about to die, I guess it's time to be Harvey Z. Like, it is the ultimate Harvey Z game of where I did a stupid, but now I have to live with the consequences. F that, I'm going to hurl myself out and see if I get lucky. <laughs> and sometimes I fail dying in the cold vastness of space. And sometimes I get flung into a spaceship. And now I'm totally unprepared. But now I'm doing this thing. It's, yeah, like, I, I wish it was on the Mac. Oh, put it on the Mac, people. Yeah, that was your own fault. You had all these Steam games at your fingertips on a PC, and then you went and got a Mac. I agree. Yep, that's it's your fault. That's why I'm hoping maybe that game will be on the Switch. And which, if I which game? Heat Signature. Um, if it was, I'd totally buy it again. So, are you committed? Are you getting a Switch? Eighty-five percent at this point. Like, 
I was going to ask you before I found out about your list obsession, like how many games should one buy when one buys a video game system? Because I don't want to buy so many that I cannot play them all, but I don't want to buy just one. Uh, it doesn't doesn't look like there's any plans for Heat Signature on Switch as of this current moment. Five seem too many and too expensive. So let's let's. I'm going back in time here. When I got my PS2, so PS2 was a very special uh, system for me because that was the only system I bought games before I had the actual system. I bought. Final Fantasy X and Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, before I actually got the system because my parents were getting it for me for Christmas, but I used my own money to buy the games ahead of time. They had told me they were getting me the system. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I had two games for PS2. I think for the N64, I had Super Mario 64 and Star Fox 64, my original two games for it. So I... And, and I'm thinking... PS1, all I got was Final Fantasy VII because that's the game I wanted. I got the PS1 for. Um, I'm trying to think more recently. PS4, did I get it for Bloodborne? I think I got it for Bloodborne. Um, but it. I also got a special bundle that came with Infamous and Killzone. So I think that was like three games... But it was like three games for the price of one because mm-hmm. I got a bundle. Yeah. Uh, so usually I'd say two to three games to start with. Okay. Because most games aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you can probably like get them on sale, especially if they're already out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Because that's where I was like, I was thinking like maybe three, but then it also becomes a what three games how do you, you don't want to get three heavy jrpgs at the same time right exactly you kind of i would probably recommend like one big game mm-hmm. that's like the the big story one or like a a big time sink i think and we know like, what that is yeah fire emblem fire emblem yeah that seems like a good good one uh and then probably like one that you can kind of do like a quick burst of that you don't so that would probably be slay the spire Okay, that's what I was thinking. I knew those two were going to be yeah. must gets. So I, 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 was like, I feel like third? starting with those two, and then maybe into the breach as like a an extra third one mm-hmm. for like a different sort of puzzle game. If you're not up for the others, because I'm thinking about this, I wouldn't be playing for long periods of time. Right. So I'd probably be like right before bed or like a poop game, if you will. Yeah, I, I think into the breach fits fits that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can't remember what other games we talked about, but and that's also, we don't need to go into that again. Yeah, you can listen to the other episodes. <laughs> that's, that one's definitely already come out by the time you listen to this. So that's our, we're back from hiatus episode. Harvey Z explores the Switch. So I'll have lots of questions actually about how to be a gamer. Oh. That, I've I'm, already I'm, gotten questions about that, but because we did this episode, if we didn't do this episode to make some sausage here, I was going to talk about that because I have lots of questions on the fact of like, you're very interested in getting this Fire Emblem game. I being a very, I don't want any type of spoilers type of guy. Mm-hmm. Can we actually ever discuss Fire Emblem without you giving away plot points or key details, basically, if you were to talk about that game? Oh, you mean like if I were to talk about it on the podcast yeah. or something? Um, I think so. A lot of reviews and things like that go out of their way to make sure they don't spoil games and like especially like previews and stuff like that when 
you know, they know most people haven't actually played the game yet and are there to find out if they want the game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we could discuss it. Okay. But I will definitely keep that in mind since you are looking forward to, like, the Switch light and Fire Emblem and that sort of thing. But, like, story, like, things like Slay the Spire or Into the Breach aren't as, aren't, like, story-focused. So, spoiling that isn't that, you can't, so, I don't even think I could spoil that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think we're at a pretty good stopping point here. We've, we've, we, it was definitely a big, uh, grab bag episode. Yeah. Good grab bag. We grabbed the bag and just like squeezed it between our fingers. All right. Teased it a little bit. (laughs) And now I just have Lemon Song by Led Zeppelin in there. And for like the two Led Zeppelin fans, you know. (laughs) All right. Where can they find you, Harvey Z? At the z is silent on twitter you can find me at t-man plays games and you can find our podcast at make me a podcast uh you can always email us at make me a gamer podcast at gmail.com and you can find my writings at t-man writes whenever i do them uh hopefully i'm more back in the swing of things by the time this episode comes out and there's plenty of rights rights writings for you to gorge yourself on i like rights rights <laughs> check out my rights yo dog check out my rights that gesture was unnecessary but all right <laughs> thank god this is a podcast for people out there it's it's he's still it's let's move on shall we <laughs> my eyes <laughs> all right i looked again god damn it <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha